Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report post-Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and Ducks game edition here. Tough loss. Very tough loss. It was, uh, I mean, as Ali said here, Quack Quack checking in from the Honda Center, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Sad ending to that one. Yeah, to be 2-2 going into the third. Looking good, but uh, give up a late power play marker and an empty net. Just a sad duckling over here. Yeah. I'm just upset. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Andrew, good to see uh, you. Couple hopping over from the watch along there on the THPN YouTube channel. It was a blast to have you there. Uh, also saying Lauren's coming as well. Should be. So that'll be good. Yeah. This, oh man, like I don't. Do you want to get right, right into the game or like what do you, what do you want to do, I guess, for this? Uh, uh yeah sure I mean it's fresh and in, in yeah head, so. okay yeah um I mean let's start with a positive since we tend to always start with the negatives we held the lightning to sub thirty was it I, I forget what the final count was but sub thirty shots I think uh, oh no thirty exactly sub forty <laughs> we'll yeah, uh, or sub thirty five if you if if you yeah. will I, I mean you take out the empty net one at with one second left, that's yeah. 29 shots, right? It's 3 2, right? Like the final score is 4 2 to the beginning. Like just the idea of the empty net. Um, this, the players tried. Yeah. I guess oh, definitely. is like, yeah. is a, is a positive I think you can take from it. And we, we, we will get into it, I guess, a little bit later talking about the Detroit game uh, on pre-recorded stuff that we like, we aren't going to show it here tonight on the live stream. Um, if you're listening to the recording though, on Thursday or like, or Friday, I guess um, you have everything here in, in one episode. Um, the team almost seemed to kind of stray away offensively, just a, a touch from like, from their, from the system, I guess, which, mm-hmm. It almost benefited them, right? Like 
they were able to keep up with the lightning. The defensive system still didn't help them a whole lot. I'm looking at the heat map here. Um, props to Tampa, though, obviously. Like, they are a oh, yeah. good <laughs> powerhouse, team, right? Right. Like, the like our offense looked better, but still didn't get as many chances, I don't think, as we want. Uh, taking a look at the heat map, though, it's uh, we really liked the uh, uh, the left point, I guess, and uh, the right uh, dot there where like Zegris was taking his shots. And that yeah, kind of thing. yeah, exactly. Um, we like those areas there. But uh, Tampa Bay, however, liked the uh, right point, uh, the right dot, and right in front of our net. Uh, I, I I'll, you know, I'm going to show you the because I don't think I can actually verbally say how big of a spot Tampa was able to get into here. Oh yeah. And I mean that's that's always been a problem. Like going back to last season even when we were like, doing the hate maps. That like they've yeah big of a blue spot though. You can't have. Again, yeah. it's it's Tampa Bay. But yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's rough there. But yeah, I mean like I, you, you like, if you would have told me like this would have been a three two game like and 2-2 going into the third period against Tampa Bay like I, I would not have believed you so I think like given the circumstance like it, it's not like it was a horrible horrible game no. but it just yeah. sucks when it's that close and then you we don't get the win or even a point out of it right like it's it's just heartbreaking in that way yeah something, something I said on the watch along was like if this is how we lost games consistently throughout the season I actually wouldn't be upset by it. It'd be frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, but the thing is we wouldn't lose games if we played this way exactly. for 82 games. Exactly. Because so. th- th- this is just the pro- a product of playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who yeah. are just a force. So, oh, yeah. it's... Yeah. I know that I'll get into it technically later in the episode, but also for like those that are watching, like just something's something's got to give here right like surrounding this roster there's so much potential here and mm. we i think we saw it tonight right yeah but there, at the same time there's so also much. a lot of holes right yeah holes. well yeah holes we'll say holes yeah yeah there, so. there's there's still a couple holes in the roster but like things around it also need to change a little bit more yeah yeah so, so. um it's ali asking a yeah. good question here why the fuck did we pull Gibson? When has that ever done anything? It's, I mean, every that, team does it. It's yeah, just... that, that is a usual thing. I was a little bit more surprised, I guess, that Eakins pulled him with like just over two minutes left. And I following a timeout. Like that. usually you would leave him in to, and then yeah. if you win the face off, you quickly swap him up. So it, it was bold. And I mean, we had tons and tons of opportunities. So I think yeah. it paid off. It just, um, yeah, it, it gave us a better chance. I think. It was the right idea. Yeah. In in that respect, so yeah, Andrew saying he's subscribing to us here. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, buddy. Um, this this next comment here is interesting, so I'm just gonna pull this down for yeah, a second. Yeah, go for but, it. Yeah, no, um, you're all good. So Ali says, uh, "All ju- also just me, but Zegers didn't look too hot." And I, I mean, we'll absolutely trust you because you were there, so you get a better view of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. I guess away from the play, whereas watching on TV, you don't really get that. I mean, I thought he looked fine. Um, like he was buzzing, he had some good shots. He had a goal, obviously, the in the first period there. But yeah, I didn't notice anything that made me go like something's off with him. So maybe if you could 
elaborate uh, then. Yeah. Or, or Nate, if you have some thoughts too, but yeah, I am taking a look and like, I didn't think he had a bad game personally. I thought he was definitely one of the, one of the better guys. And um, mm-hmm. I think some of the stats uh, show it as well. He, did have a couple giveaways though. Unfortunately, led the team with uh, with two there. But okay, so yeah, um, maybe maybe that's what. Allie yeah, but I here, but. but I mean like, uh, yeah, like he he didn't look horrible. Again, we know he's not a defensive guy, but he's he's gotten yeah. better at it, I guess. Um, yeah, four shots on goal on seven attempts. There, uh, his expected goals was point three. So like and he and he scored a goal. So like he did surpass that mark. Mm-hmm. Um he went fifty percent at the faceoff dots. That's not horrible. Um only two guys bit did better, it looks like at the uh or three guys, sorry, did better at the faceoff dots um tonight. And that's uh Derek Grant who why was Derek Grant taking so many faceoffs? Like he was doing all right, but like eleven wins, eight losses. That's a fair amount, yeah. Nineteen faceoffs for him. Like yeah. in comparison, uh, Ryan Strom had the most faceoffs in the game with twenty-two. Okay, I mean Why he is- does play on he he does play on the penalty kill, and he is a center, obviously. Yeah, so, I get that. Yeah, okay. So that yeah, that, that would probably beef it up a little bit. And I mean, if he's going 11 for 8 and he's on the penalty kill, like, why wouldn't you let him take those draws? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm double-checking on the penalty kill stats because I want to see if that does line up there just in case. Yeah. No, Grant only took three draws, it looks like, on the penalty kill. Oh. So that means he's out there for a lot of 5-on-5, five five, I think. I'm double-checking that here. Yeah, Derek Grant, 5-on-5, five five, 7 wins, 5 losses. So then he's out there for the power play. Second unit, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and three, 3 losses, 0 wins there on that. Yeah, he was out for a lot there. Interesting. And then the 1-on-4. Four four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Derek Grant is a guy I want to touch on for a second because, like, his his game tonight specifically was very mixed bag. I think he he's, he's a little bit of a wild card. You don't know, you didn't know if you're going to get a good shift or a Derek Grant shift out of him in this game. I I obviously I enjoy when he's playing well, right? I enjoy mm-hmm. that for any player. I don't wish for these players to not do great. But yeah, Derek Grant was just the. I just I wanted him to be consistent for something. I don't know. I I think he had a pretty consistent game. Like whenever he was on the ice, I wasn't like concerned that he was gonna mess something up. Like I, honestly, like I, I thought he was like noticeably like noticeable in a good way. Like knocking down passes on uh, yeah. the penalty kill. Like he had some good drives to the net. He made some good passes. Like he was throwing his body around like I, I don't know I don't didn't like have any issues really with Derek Grant so we uh, we definitely saw two different versions of two different versions of Derek Grant between the two of us yeah I mean I I even saw two different versions of Derek Grant though right <laughs> yeah but I, I, I just I'm <laughs> yeah, saying no, I just didn't I, see I, like, I, I all the bad mean. stuff yeah yeah and like obviously he's not gonna be perfect but like 
I'm no, not, I'm not expecting him yeah. to be perfect, but like it was, it's it's kind of what we've seen out of him over the last couple of years, right? Where it's either like he's doing awesome and he lines up with the joke that we have, like elite number one center guy, mm-hmm. or he is that fourth line guy that maybe shouldn't even be there. So I don't know. I was kind of seeing a mix out of him tonight personally, but again, that's my that's my opinion on it. So yeah. Um, uh, what else we got here? God asking who won. You're God. You should know. <laughs> uh, at Tampa Bay, won four two, well, yeah. three two, and then plus an empty netter there. So, uh, John Gibson is not to blame for this game. Oh no, not a chance. No. What? How many? Well, yeah, thirty. Well, twenty nine shots, I guess, because you take away the empty net. Uh, three goals. Yeah, twenty six for twenty nine. Those are solid numbers. I don't know what the yeah points percentage is there, but. Um, that'd be 896 but I mean like still what's what's do you have his excuse me expected goals Uh, negative 0.49 so just under half a goal less so um, that comes a little bit more though where um, he had two low danger goals against which I kind of want to double check like which goals those were just to refresh my mind specifically on the goals there. Mm. Um, 46%. That's Oh, the, the blue is so dark on here that it's... <laughs> oh, it was the... Uh, it was the Kucherov goal is what oh, is okay. considering to be one of the low ones. It's a 5.7% chance of scoring from that spot and less than just less than 70% of being on net during five on five. I feel like that. I don't mean, I don't know how they calculate, but I feel like that could be lower because Kucherov didn't really get all of the yeah. shot. Like he kind of fell down and like didn't really whiff on it, but I think it, that could have kind of thrown. He, he didn't get everything off on it at least. Cause yeah. he was coming across crease expecting him to like probably go top shelf. So he had the glove up and then mm-hmm. it went five all on him. So yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why, but I don't know. So, but uh, especially yeah, off that, Kucherov too, like you're expecting a rocket, right? So yeah, exactly. Which might have put it up to like a medium danger or something like that, like kind of with excuse me that consideration uh, yeah. in there. So, but yeah, overall, I I wouldn't put this game on Gibson, nor do I put the uh, the Detroit game on Gibson as well, as you'll hear later. Um, mm-hmm. Gibson's been playing fine lately. Yeah, I've been I've been more happy with Gibson's play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like to see a little bit more of Stellaris just to keep Gibson fresh. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is, is there anything specific that you want to touch on, I guess? Um, right, like, kind of just right. Like just offhand. Um, I'll, I'll, we can go through some more comments here. See what yeah, sure. comes up. Uh, Ali saying bright side is the Gulls one against Colorado tonight. So hey, there you good. go. Puts them up to two and three now. And Ospov had a solid fight. Cool. cool Sweet. Cool. Imagine losing in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, uh, I saw it too soon to Tampa, plus it's at home. Uh, Allie, just looked tired, missed chances, giveaways. Yeah, I mean, there was times he definitely didn't hit the net, I guess, like Nate said, a couple giveaways there. So, yeah. I mean, it's good if, you know, Trevor Zegers' B game, he still gets a goal and a couple yeah. good looks on <laughs> and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of more the stuff you don't see as much on TV, and especially when we're doing the watch long, it's we're not always paying attention. So, 
we'll uh, yeah, we'll take your word more for it if you were actually we there. So we we know you like to watch Alex. Uh, your name's Alex. Yeah, I know Ali. You like to watch uh, Trevor Zegers as well. So yeah, um, I did find it interesting, kind of how the uh, the pairings went. Again, we went back to that Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, Drysdale, Benoit, Shattenkirk look. Interesting. I mean, it was. I mean, Kulikov had a good game, so I think that really. Yeah. Um, it, it made well it. For, it made it better. Yeah, I, I still would have liked to see though. Like I, I do like Fowler Drysdale together. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, Kulikov Drysdale, I think was was fine tonight. Yeah, it was fine. To, if and if they continue to be fine, then I'm fine with it, right? But if yeah. things start to go south again, you got to change it up a little bit there. So, um, yeah. yeah, they were even one for one there. Uh, they were on when. Uh, they got a goal. Um, they were on getting scored against, kind of thing. So, yeah, and so, uh, not bad. Yeah. So yeah, thirteen oh two for uh, time on ice for that pairing in particular. Uh, yeah, Fowler Klingberg obviously getting the majority of uh, defensive pairing time for five on five at uh, eighteen twenty three there tonight. So oh, okay, <laughs> I like this from Ali. Called out by Carter. The look my boyfriend just gave me after you. Said <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to Allie's boyfriend, watch her around Jamie Drysdale too. I mean, she's, she's a fan there, so <laughs> those are the two you got to look out for. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Andrew also saying we took too many penalties tonight, and where's the yeah defense? penalties yeah, was the, a big thing. To be fair, we sure. killed off two of them. We were one for three on the penalty kill. Is that right? Um, or no? Because like yeah, one yeah one for three on the penalty three? kill. Yeah, yeah, and I guess one of them. We ended up drawing. Oh no! How did that work? Yes. No, we were. Oh yeah, we, we were on the penalty kill. We were on the penalty Stamkos kill. And took, they took, took yeah. the penalty like a little bit into it, but I mean it was still like fifty seconds or so. But yeah, yeah, I guess the the power play goal ended up being the difference in this one for Tampa Bay, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean we were zero for two at first, and that was looking good, but could not get that third one. So yeah, no, it just wasn't working out there. So. Yeah, the the power play power play was trying and I don't know, they were getting like a, a few solid chances, but at the same time it wasn't it it was improved, I guess. They missed the net a lot. <laughs> yeah. The shots were good, the movement was good, which is everything I like in a power play. And I I, I said this on the pre-recorded stuff as well, so I won't get more into it. And I've said it like before to other people and not or on the show, I don't remember, but um I, I, I like the movement and I like the structure, but the results just aren't there. And yeah. I, a big part of it I think comes to hitting the net. Yeah, uh looks like two shots uh in the two power plays that we had total. Yeah, and we definitely had more opportunities than that, but it was <laughs> whether or not they hit the net, I suppose. Yeah, there was uh yeah, two misses in there. Um one, two, four blocks. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of what uh, I'm. I'm trying not to repeat myself because I'm also thinking of like the full episode. People are going to hear about the Detroit game and that too. But it's like it's there's there's the volume there, but the chances, like the actual attempts, are they good attempts? Mm-hmm. Right. So it was it was better tonight. It was just with a couple misses in there, but it's still. The quality of attempt needs to still be improved a little bit. Yeah, the 
the thing with this too, though, is it's against Tampa Bay's defense, and they're yeah. known for just getting in lanes and making it hell for you to try and even get a shot through. So yeah, I'm not, no, that, I'm not that surprised that the four blocks, but uh, it is, or it, it can be a problem with other teams as well. So, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to see it against. Well, Vegas and Toronto aren't exactly. Yeah, it's not going to be team, a, so. a fun matchup. So I don't know, but I mean, I guess defensively, at least Toronto isn't quite built like Tampa or Vegas. So I mean, I would like to maybe see our power play there, and see what kind of opportunities we get, mm-hmm. and how many shots are blocked. That's that's to me kind of the next game I really want to pay attention to, and it could be different against Vegas too. I I, I don't yeah pay a, a whole lot of attention to them, but I know that their defense is closer to Tampa's level than Toronto's level, I suppose. So Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the looks that we got. And we didn't really talk much about um, about Drysdale on the power play, but I, mm-hmm. I thought he looks really good there. So Yeah, I thought he looked decent as well. He was doing really well moving the, moving the puck and kind of being what we were, uh, or I guess what we talk about uh, for Klingberg as well, just kind of those... Uh, those eyes and just kind of that vision, like it was, yeah, it was looking really good. I thought tonight in particular, mm-hmm. which I hope that um, if we do move on from Klingberg after this year, which is the most likely scenario, then I hope that Drysdale kind of learns enough from watching him and, and practicing with Klingberg to be able to run the power play next year. And, and I'm glad yeah. that he's getting the opportunity to do a little bit of that this year already, but. Um, Obviously, he's not going to be on the top unit with Klingberg in town because, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, had a shot attempt as well. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, got, sorry, got a shot yeah. uh, on the on the power play there, and um, yeah, he looked yeah he looked he looked pretty good there. I thought so. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty comfortable there. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, oh, Andrew had another comment here as well. Uh, where's yeah. the top shooters tonight? They're too sloppy, not in their game. I mean, a lot of that, I think, is Tampa's defense like are, are, are preventing the shots and making it hard to get the puck in the offensive zone, which I thought we were better at. But, yeah, we didn't quite see enough. Well, I don't know. I, did you have, like, the blocked stats? Uh, like, the, like the attempts blocked? Yeah, uh, namely for guys like McTavish, Vetrano, and uh, actually just kind of those two are who I want to see. Um, attempts. Okay, uh, McTavish and Vetrano, you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, shots just for shot attempts or whatever you have. Vetrano uh, had five shot attempts. Four okay. were unblocked, and... Uh, see if what the actual shots were for him then. Or I guess it would just be on the the main uh, main stats there. Yeah. Uh, Vitrano with four shots. So yeah. oh, okay. So uh, he he didn't miss the net tonight. Okay, well that's good. Which uh, I, I would be surprised if he did. Yeah. Very and then who else were you looking for? Sorry, Mason McTavish. McTavish. Let's take a look for a boy McTavish. Because he only registered uh, one shot, but I know he had more attempts than that. Yeah, one shot there and uh, three shot attempts. Okay. So, so yeah, a couple only, blocks. Yeah, a couple blocks in there too. Uh, 
as a whole, this Lightning team put up 19 blocks tonight. Oh, dang. So, yeah, getting in the lanes and that kind of thing, it's... Again, yeah, yes, it is a good Tampa defense that knows what they're doing. Yeah. But you got to create those opportunities for yourself as well and not throw it into lanes like that. Like, this is just one example. But, like, there was a point that it got to uh, Klingberg up top. And you can see right away that that lane is clogged and he rivaled a shot right into the shin pads of the first guy there. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. But like that, like just that's one example out of a few, mm-hmm. but like you just have to, you have to find better lanes than that. Right. Like I, I understand like that's where like right down the pipe is kind of where it's optimal. Mm-hmm. But the other team knows that too. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to clog that up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like some teams Klingberg or probably a lot of teams, a good majority Klingberg could get that shot through, but you got to know, your opponent yeah. and there's there's no way you're getting that through on Tampa Bay like that that's literally what they do is yeah. they just block lanes and sell out that, the, it's, the it's not like, meaning to pick on Klingberg in particular no. but that's just one that like stood out to me right away like I, I just you could see it coming right yeah. and I'm just like no don't do that well that seems like a team-wide problem too yeah. because like M- Mason McTavish fired a couple into well, like like his two blocks were like right into other guys shin pads I noticed, like early on in the game, and I was like, well, obviously, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the effort from him, but like, you, you're a young, skilled guy. Like, you can make yourself a little more space to try and get the shot off. But it, at that point, it's a coaching problem. Like, somebody on the coaching staff, I'm not saying who it has to be, but somebody has to say, look, our opponent gets in the, the shot lanes. You can't just be firing things away because it's going to hit shins. Like, you got to, we got to create space. This is how we're going to do it. And then we're going to take the shots. We've got to make a couple passes first. Yeah, exactly. Because you could um, see when we were, like, on Zegras' goal, Kulikov, like, waited until there was a lane, found the lane, got the pass through to Zegras, and he buried it, right? So it's it's just that step that's missing. So can we put Kulikov in as the coach? <laughs> can we do that? Player yeah. coach? Okay, you know what? I actually will pick on Klingberg here a little bit. The guys okay. that led not a category that you want to lead in, in shots blocked by a player, like their shot being blocked, mm-hmm. was Klingberg, Shattenkirk, and Vetrano. I'm not trying to pick on Vetrano as much because he was getting, like he did I have four actual shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, didn't he only have but, one shot blocked? Uh, no, Vetrano had three oh. as well. I thought he only had five shot attempts though. Yeah, the numbers are not lining up there. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I think it was the unblocked shot attempts as well, kind of thing. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, but for, yeah, for Klingberg in particular, um, yeah, three shots blocked on, uh, yeah, where were the shot on? Yeah, okay, the numbers aren't lining up because there's two shot attempts there, but he's got, but there's three blocks. Um, that's oh, maybe weird. that is blocks actually by. Okay, I might be reading that wrong there. Sorry. Okay. That no, I was I was reading I was leading down a different hole apparently. Oh, okay. okay. No, that is that is blocks by them. Okay, so actually, okay. Klingberg, Petrano, and uh, and Shattenkirk led the team in blocks tonight. Okay, there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's yeah. Good. Sorry for okay. the mis- for the misleading <laughs> there. So I was about to be like, yeah, you took three shots and you have an expected you had an expected goals in all situations of zero flat like. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to be like, dude, but no. Okay, my apologies. My apologies for that. So, but yeah, there were definitely, I guess, two pick on Klingberg, though. There were some, uh, that again, that one being in particular, though, that were just like, what? Like, why are you throwing that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're a veteran guy who was just looking for a massive payday. Right. Yeah. And uh, there was a tweet that I saw, though, that was like, is Klingberg, like, Klingberg might be kind of starting to show why teams were wary of that longer term contract kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So like there, there were definitely positives in this game. This team kind of breaking out of the system, just a slight bit that helped them improve, but it still kind of held them down a little oh, bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are definitely positives for guys, but like, um, to to Andrew's point though of the you know the the offense just not quite being there uh yeah expected goal percentage in all situations was not great uh Drysdale was uh the most on the team actually at uh 50.99% there um and and expected goals for a 0.31 on the night hmm. so compared to uh okay Tampa uh three guys below Drysdale's number. Uh, Cole uh, Perbix. Is that, is that how we say it? Perbix? Perbix, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Belmar. Oh, okay. So, yeah. This is definitely a rough night in the uh, in the shooting category there. Expected goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Zegers at .3, Terry at .59, which... You know, that's been pretty consistent for him. Uh, After that, though, it's a dramatic drop. You go from the point three of Zegers to uh, Grant and Comtois tied at point one four. Yeah, the offense on, again, like just like those quality chances just wasn't there. Yeah. Tonight. So there there were definitely, again, I I, I am kind of sounding like a broken record. There were a lot of good chances there. And there was definitely improvements, even just from the Detroit game. But, there are still a lot of things to be done. So I, yeah. I do. Oh, uh, th- this is kind of hard right now with the post game analysis a little bit, because again, I don't want to repeat myself for what we talk about um, with, with this being attached to the rest yeah, of the game. We're going to be jumping to that right away. So I, yeah. Um, yeah. Do if, if you're watching the live stream right now, though, uh, do take a listen to that because uh, you get your first like good Nate rant of the season. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, and like not to toot my own horn on it, but like I don't think I'm too wrong on it. Yeah. So um, last thing here, just because uh, we I know we should probably get out of here and uh, get everything sorted for tomorrow and let everybody else go to bed since yeah. it's getting late all over the place. But um, I know this can be a long conversation, and maybe we should save it for another time. But I just want to know some brief. Thoughts. So, um, Ali saying, uh, I did have fun. Bummer they lost, though, in response to Lauren asking about the, she had fun at the game. Um, Hey, if you're at the the game, as long as you have fun, that is the main thing, right? As a spectator. So, like, and and that was a fun game to watch, I think. So, yeah. And Lauren says, Dallas Eakins, which is typical of Lauren on Dallas (laughs) Eakins, Dallas Eakins can take the Greyhound bus or John Wayne Airport and get out of Anaheim. Ali says, ready to jump on the Fire Eakins train, definitely. Um, it's petition to fire Dallas Eakins, which Lauren made. Interesting. And as, 
It's, I, I know that it's early, but when the team starts, well, I, I guess not starts, but after winning in very dramatic fashion on the home opener in what honestly should have been a loss to the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. So the team goes 0-6, almost 0-7, but after winning goes 0-6. That's not a good look for Dallas Eakins. Like, yeah, we've played some tough teams and we've been on the road, but like that's that's not an excuse because you're playing tough teams and going to be on the road all season long. So like, and this is a similar conversation to what's going on in Vancouver as well. Do you try and do you fire your coach to try and maybe salvage the season? Or do you look at the draft this year and go like, you know what? We, it sucks that we are tanking again, but should we just do it? Get a good draft pick. And then next year we'll have another NHL ready player who's young and, and just ready to be inserted into the lineup. And then that's when we go for it. Like, yeah, what, what do you do? And again, we should keep this a little short, but <laughs> at what point does Dallas Eakins get fired, if at all? I think it's, if you continue to have the embarrassing losses, the big losses, right? Like, if, if for tonight's game of 4-2, again, with one as an empty net, if those are the games that you're losing streaks in, those are the ones that I'm not, I'm okay to lose, I guess. Mm-hmm. With the idea of having that chance. If you're constantly being embarrassed, though, and you see it start to reflect in the players and how they carry themselves and that sort of thing then that might be the time to make a change and hope that it works for your future as well. Don't you want to do it before it gets to that point? Maybe before players I, I are feel, like, I don't want to be here anymore? Not that they don't want to be there kind of thing, but like that they want the season to be done, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. And it, it's kind of interesting like between the, the comparisons of Vancouver and and Anaheim in particular, because like Vancouver hasn't even had a full 82 games, like full season of Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. That might be a little bit of a rush thing, but at the same time, they almost didn't have him this summer kind of and thing. Whereas, also, whereas expectations were higher for them too, because they were, yeah. they made some, well, they were supposed to be good last year. Then they made moves that were supposed to be even better for this year. It was and now they're 7 or moves. Yeah, they didn't really add anything to that, that roster, but like it was looking good heading into uh they, they didn't make the playoffs obviously but like, it was looking good yeah right like they managed to crawl back and like that's a team that if they had won just like one or two more games at the start of the season there before like with travis green they could have been fine and made the playoffs um mm. anaheim is, is a little bit different in that sense though where like we've seen eakins now for four years right like the, on, on the broadcast tonight, they brought up his record. And at, what was it, like 70... 78 uh, to 108 78 to and 33 or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... It's not great. And that's when you had guys that, yes, like, a few guys were leaving and whatnot, but, like, you still had a... Still a middle-of-the-pack team. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's just gotten even worse from there. Like, yeah, you've been shelling out guys and whatnot. Like, like your Mansons and your... Lindholm's and that kind of thing, but like something's got to give eventually because you can. It's it's become a lot more clear, especially with these last two seasons, that it's not a 
it's not so much the roster construction even. Yeah. Because last year did look good to start the year. But it fell apart very quickly. And you could see where the cracks were coming from. Yeah. And it does start with the guy that's steering the ship. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one in six isn't good. So, like. It's, yeah. Like, how many more losses do we have to endure before something is done? We're, we're going to have a lot more. Again, I think it's just, if, if you're getting embarrassed, if you're getting like run out of the building each night, then a change yeah, needs to be but done. Even is this if, not the only non-embarrassing loss we've had? Boston. Okay, yeah. Where so you salvage your point out of it. Yeah. But, like, it, it could be coming close. The, the question is right now is, like, who do you replace him with? Besides just like, unless you make one of the assistants the interim yeah, and yeah, you just you, say, okay, like we are like, we are searching for a year to find a guy that will help this team just get better. Right. And we will build the roster out from there and not kind of have one thing working against the other. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, but it, it's the schedule doesn't get any easier. So we, we got to no. wait and see what happens. Yeah, I next suppose. two next so. two games against Toronto and Vegas. Like, you know what? We play San Jose, Vancouver, San Jose after Toronto. If you don't, if you don't pick up at least four points, yeah, I'd say it there. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Actually, you know what? No, because you, San you have Jose to win one likes of them. To, yeah. San Jose likes to come out against us in particular. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I and for Vancouver, something's got to give. Right, but okay, I'll go. I'll go with three points. Yeah, you got to go five hundred. Yeah, yeah, you, ha- you, you got- have to be five hundred in those. You three have to games. at least. You have to at least win one, and if you lose two, one of them has to be in yeah. overtime. I, I it's, agree. It's. I don't think a firing is coming, unfortunately, but fortunately, I guess, kind of depending on what what you're looking at here, but yeah. Um, at the same time, like it's I don't I don't think it's coming, but I wouldn't be surprised as well if it just becomes like, no, this is this is too much. Right. It is yeah. one it's one thing to it's one thing to lose while you're trying. It's another thing to be embarrassed. And you can't have especially these young guys, you can't have them be embarrassed and yeah. have this weight on their shoulders this young. And especially at this early in the season. Yeah. Like, if we lose to Vegas and Toronto and then San Jose and Vancouver, that's 10 losses in a row. Yeah. We're already at six of those. So, like, that's that's tough. That's really yeah. tough. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up a couple of uh, comments here. Yeah, Allie, at least we haven't had any jerseys thrown on the ice. And, I, and that's because Anaheim fans know the expectation. Well, that's what right? she says that here, it, right? That it, yeah, that, it, that, it's, that it's not going to be... It's not going to be much of an improvement, yeah. Right? But yeah. It, we, we were hoping for, at and least it's the loyalty, an like she says, right? Yeah, it's so. the loyalty. Yeah, exactly. Like Anaheim fans are awesome for that respect. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then like her comment here is such a low bar. Un- like, unfortunately, though, with again, this is four four seasons now with with uh, this this coaching staff, especially in Dallas Eakins, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. Everything else has changed. The GM's changed. New leadership is in 
right? Uh, new players are in, young guys are in. That's the thing that hasn't changed in yeah. the last while. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a low bar, but that's kind of where we're at, I think, right? Yeah. Like seeing how this uh, team has been able to play. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, uh, a- Andrew pulling up like the GM will go. I, I, do no, agree here with Lauren. Yeah. He just got here last season. He hasn't Ver- even had a chance to replace a co- the Eakins as coach, right? Yeah, Ver- Verbeek has. Verbeek is the guy with the plan. It's yeah. How long are you going to let a guy that was hired not by you mess with certain aspects of that yeah. plan? I guess. Yeah. So. So okay. Um. I definitely want to end on this note, so we'll do a quick break with DraftKings, and we'll come back, and we'll do something fun to end off this <laughs> this live part of the episode. Nice and short, nice, nice and easy, but we'll see you guys in uh, just a little bit here. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Maybe you want to take the odds on Mason McTavish winning the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year this year. He has the second best odds on DraftKings Sportsbook behind Matty Berniers of the Seattle Kraken at plus 500. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, uh, Andrew Sands, see you guys later. He's heading out. Thank you very much for stopping by, Andrew. Good to see you. Uh, glad we could get you over on our channel as well. And uh, yeah, next time we do a watch along, then hope to see you in the chat. Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right. All right. Nate, we got some news. Yeah, you wanted to end this uh, live portion, I guess, uh, on a high note. And uh, so I'm happy to say that... Uh, Hopefully, it's available Thursday. Uh, <laughs> it is in review, but I can still show you what we have coming for some new TQR merch. Um, I was teasing Carter about this as well, that he hasn't seen what we're doing, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. He kind of let me just have the have the free reins with it. So. Yeah, I'll trust you. And uh, we know me, especially. I love the Mighty Duck, right, in particular. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of the reason that it's our branding and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, Carter especially, I know, uh, after our talk about the reverse retros, mm-hmm. loves the eggplant and jade. Oh, yeah. So I'm so glad that I had this coming down the pipe here. Let me pull it up. Ladies and gentlemen, we will have some mighty collection. Ooh. Which, uh, if, if you're just listening to the, the podcast version here, we're going to have a couple t-shirts, long sleeves, and some crew neck sweatshirts. 
that uh, you can get in the Mighty Ducks colors of the eggplant and jade there. Um, and uh, yeah, shirts will come in the in the purple eggplant, uh, gray, white, and uh, in black as well. So um, yeah, just our logo kind of reworked. Um, this will maybe kind of show you a bit more that like our logo is kind of uh, based on like the original shoulder patch of the Mighty Ducks. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, not... Uh, Again, not to toot my own horn, but I definitely want to pick up uh, one of the sweatshirts actually for this one. Yeah, so. it, looks, it looks pretty good. So, yeah, I, uh, so I'm undecided uh, if uh, what I'm going to get. I mean, I have, I have a well, I guess a hoodie, which isn't a sweatshirt, but I have mm -hmm. a t-shirt. Maybe I'll go long sleeve for this one. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Maybe I don't so. know, undecided yet. But. Yeah, yeah, I yeah it looks to, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I might have to get a t-shirt and a crew neck. I think. Oh yeah, and I'll get I, the I'll get the long sleeve in uh in our in our normal black and orange. So, oh yeah, that would work too. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm glad I could trust you on this one. I knew you would do something <laughs> good, and it's uh it looks good. So yeah, and uh, and as well, there is another uh, design coming down the pipe as well. I'm just putting the final touches on it, and then that should also be available. I'm thinking in the next week or two. So keep an nice. eye on uh, the merch store. But yeah, if you want to get some uh, some of the mighty collection, um, Thursday, Friday, the latest. Uh, hopefully, uh, you should be able to get that. Um, and you can get that at tqrshop.myspreadshop.com uh, uh, or link. .ca if you're in Canada there. Mm -hmm. Link will be down in the description there as well, so you can just yeah. you can click on that if uh, so you don't have to like skip back and then grab a pen and write it down. It's it's all in there. Yeah, got to click. So it's all good. It'll be a good time. So and uh, as well as we uh, we we did add a another sticker to the collection as well oh that's uh, right yeah. we, we, we took the big d uh energy uh segment i guess that uh carter does um we had it as a as a as clothing and whatnot but you can get a big d energy sticker as well to uh put on your computer or your water bottle or that kind of thing so whatever you feel your yeah. car car window yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know how it would do in the weather but you can you can try you can try <laughs> little bumper sticker there so yeah all right well i think that's a more positive note to end the episode or this part of the episode on um so if you are listening to this pre-recorded then you will jump over right now all right so the ducks and the red wings let's go back and talk about that game from i don't want to talk about it i know <laughs> i don't want to talk about it you don't make me talk, talk about games it. with me nate don't make me talk about it. it's because the ducks keep fucking losing <laughs> yeah that's it's not a blast. <laughs> That's for sure. So, yeah, 5-1 loss. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there, there, there was good things about this game, I guess. Um, if the you're a Red Wings fan. Yeah, if you're, a Red, if you're a Red Wings fan. I was going to say the negatives outweigh the positives. That, not gonna, yeah. We're not going to harp on the defense, I said on the last episode. Or was it two episodes ago now? I'm not, mm, not going to do that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, not honestly, the defense I didn't, as a whole. Yeah, I, I didn't think the defense honestly was like all of that bad. Like obviously giving up 41 shots is maybe not ideal. But when you look at, actually, I don't even know how many were on the penalty kill. We, we looked at penalty kill stats before we started doing this and I didn't even bother to look that up. But um, I, I feel like a large part of that is due to having, uh, the, the Red Wings having five power play opportunities. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. But um yeah, I mean, the every team, I think, at this point, and again, we're pre-recording this part before the Tampa game tonight, but like mm -hmm. at, the, at the time of this recording, every 
I think it's, there's only been one game that we haven't had minimum 40 shots against. Teams just just, yeah. just expect it at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, get ready to... If you got if you got people that you know that have you on their fantasy team for any NHL players out there, let them know to start you for uh, the stats category or the, the shots category specifically mm-hmm. uh, on, on their fantasy team because it doesn't matter what line you play on, you're going to get a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. On the penalty kill, the Ducks gave up 14 of those shots. Oh. So 10 of them in the first period, none in the second, and four in the third, which I, I don't think we had any penalties in the yeah. second period. From, maybe we did. I don't remember. But So what was it? 14 out of like in five? 14 and five, yeah. Okay, so three, like just technically under three shots kind of per, thing. Yeah, like average. Yeah. Wh- okay, which that's isn't, not which isn't great. That's a, I yeah. think about it. It's not, it's not great, but it's not horrible. Yeah, it's not great for the penalty kill, but when you take those 14 shots out and just look at the five-on-five five numbers, then that's, quick math, uh, 27 yeah. shots. I guess to be five-on-five five, five. Five five or power play. Or power play. Yeah, which, which the uh, yeah, the what, Red Wings had was it? one shot on our power play. So twenty six five on okay. five shots against, which I think that's fine. That's that's honestly reasonable. That's better. Still not great, but it's better. Like yeah. like like you you're seeing games throughout the throughout the league that are like twenty six shots for the entire game. Oh right? well, yeah, not it just happens, five right? On yeah, five, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying yeah. to say the Ducks have like suddenly <laughs> transformed into the best like six defensemen in the entire yeah. league. But like, it, <laughs> that'd it's be at least, nice. Like, it, it at least seems like it's more league average, and like you give up a normal amount of penalties. I don't know. Let's pick three, which might even be a little bit more to the higher end, mm-hmm. um, and then three shots per. That's nine. So yeah. 37 shots. So like it does, then at that point we're probably not even talking about it, right? Yeah, fair enough. So um however though, being on the penalty kill and being on the power play though, they suck. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> the ducks put on a fucking clinic on special teams, but not in the good way. This is like thought, a what not to do clinic. This like, is I thought, the Yeah, sorry, I, I, I thought I thought we cleaned this up last year. I thought we had this figured out. Like I, I get it. You got a couple different guys in there now compared to mm-hmm. last year, but like, I thought system wise we had this figured out now. Yeah, I thought so too. What the honestly. fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean our power play, like yes, ten percent and twenty seventh is not great, but like it still looks good. It's just not getting the uh, results, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. In my opinion, like I think they're doing a lot of good things as opposed to when we had the 8% power play. I guess that would have been two years back now. Uh, I was like, yeah. it doesn't look good and I'm surprised we're at 8%. Like, holy shit. But now it's at least like, okay, there's there's just something else going on. Like, whether it's lack of chemistry or something, like the system itself looks fine. Yeah, and like I'm trying to keep in mind as well that this is based off of, again, these current numbers that we're looking at are based off of six games. Yeah, But... I also like I can't give them that benefit of the doubt for much longer, right? Like not after tonight. At that point, it's it's seven games. You're almost a tenth through the season at that point. At, right? at eight, like, you would be a tenth. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's at that point, that's a it's enough of a sample to have an idea of what you have. 
Yeah, exactly. I think, right? Yeah, so, the, like, yeah like, still, there is going to be those weird outliers. Like, right now, Colorado's still at a 50% power yeah. play, which, like, is kind of expected, but, like, it's not going to be at 50% all year. It's no, eventually like, going to go like, down you see to 30, that number, right? Like, you see that number, though, and it still makes sense in your head, right? Yeah. So, But, like, this number is, like, you see the production on ice and you look at the number and you go, yeah, that makes sense. But you try to come up with an excuse for it as well of like, oh, yeah, like it's figuring it out. But it's like, no, like th- th- there's no more time to figure it out at this point. Right. Like, yeah, by Saturday, like we'll I think we'll have the idea of what this team is going to be. Unfortunately, it doesn't look great. So buckle <laughs> up. It's going to be a bumpy ride driven by Dallas Eakins and the rest of the Anaheim Ducks here for this season. Yeah, I, I just don't physically understand why our power play sucks. Like you tell me, OK, we're making a power play. It's going to be John Klingberg at the point. We're going to put Trevor Zegras on the wing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's put Mason McTavish in there as well. Ryan Strom, you know, he's good for just ripping it at the net. Frank Vetrano, Troy Terry, like, I know that was six guys, but it, it kind of has been changing a little bit. But, like, you, you list off those names, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, that's that's terrifying. You know? Okay, I, I think I have your answer here, though. Okay. How many of those guys have a shoot-first mentality? Mason McTavish and Frank Vetrano definitely do. Ryan Vetra- Strom... Vetrano. Vetrano I agree with. McTavish... Yeah. Okay, maybe we haven't seen it in the NHL, but... McTavish, it'll come. But as of right now, at least on the power play, he's dishing. Zegers is dishing. Klingberg is Mm -hmm. taking shots, but he's looking for the rebound attempts more than anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Besides Petrano, I I guess, even mm -hmm. on, like, the the top, maybe, with Terry, you you could argue. Yeah. We don't really have, like, as many shoot first mentality guys as we maybe should on I'm, I'm gonna argue power play. I'm gonna Please argue with do. that there Please though do. because like yes tr- typically those guys aren't all shoot first guys but with Zegris I would say at least on the power play he he wants the puck he's like give me the puck so I can shoot it um like look at that first one the uh the first game sorry the power play goal against the Kraken like he was calling for that one timer and he was he was determined to do it. And I've seen that a few other times as well during the, um, like just during the other games and power play opportunities. He hasn't necessarily capitalized on them, but I feel like he's at least attempting to shoot. And yes, there is that aspect of I'm looking for the pass, but I think he maybe understands that like somebody has to be a shooter on this team and Mm. we don't have that. So he's like, why not me? I can shoot the puck. So for Zegris, in particular, two power play points out of his four this year, one of those being a power play goal. I do want to okay. just like th- like check into the guys that we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, who else did we did we say here? We said um uh Troy Terry uh, or John Klingberg. I'm just going into oh, alphabetical sure. here of like oh okay, yeah, here. yeah. Uh Klingberg this year, uh well, one power play point, no goals. Um again, though, like I said, he's more the He's he's more the the vision, right? And trying yeah. to um if he's shooting on net, it's more for like a, a rebound or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um Mason McTavish here, uh one point on the power play, no goals. Um let's see can, who we, else. can we look at uh, like shot attempts? Do you is that um that info or no? I don't have it offhand. I'm just like okay. I'm pulling this up from the NHL website. Oh, okay, right gotcha. Now. Um gotcha. uh let's see who else here. We said Brian Strom. Uh, Strom's got a just the goal on the power play uh, so far. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Troy Terry. Yeah, we've got two guys left, Terry. And yeah, so, okay, actually, Terry doesn't even have a power play goal. But, like, he's a guy that's taking shots, right? Like, out of all these guys, yeah. he has the most, just in all situations, 16 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the last guy we said? Vetrano there. Yeah, I, I don't know um, if he's played a whole lot on the power play. Yeah, Vetrano's got nothing on the power play. Oh, okay. So far, yeah, so. I would like to see him on the power play though. Yeah, uh, let me pull up like a. Trysdale's been on our power play, hasn't he? I think more on the second, but. Yeah, um, um, yeah, Troy Terry with, um, yeah, five shots on the power play. Klingberg and Tavish both with four. Zegers only with two, but that's that's not shot attempts. Um. That's like actual like registered shots. Yeah. That's been another thing though, I guess, is that um even when you're looking at like those the like the shot stats, right? Is we aren't getting a whole lot of like actual shots no. to the net, right? And that's yeah. something that needs to be improved on as well, right? Like the, you have the last to take two games have been better of that. They've been better. Like we got thirty some against the wings. Um I'm just trying to see if I can pull up the numbers here for that one. Uh, like, actual, 30, like actual shots. Actual shots, 33 yeah. against the Red Wings. So that's, I mean, when they get 41 and you get 33, it looks bad. But 33 just in isolation, not bad. And then against the Bruins, I feel like we did okay too. 31, so at least we're breaking the 30 mark because before we weren't. So I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Devils, you go back to that one, 20 shots on goal compared to their 41. So I think we're seeing improvements there. But it's and now it's more maybe more about limiting the chances. So, um, and it was oh, that's showing me just the attempts on it and then the expected goals. Okay, I thought it was pulling up uh, like the actual uh, shots, like low, medium, oh, high yeah. danger kind of thing. Um, for this game, though, I guess for the uh, attempts, though, uh, yeah, no wonder why. Huso, like this isn't to discredit uh like Billy Huso whatsoever. Mm. Cause like he did have a good he did have a good game. Like his goal save above expected ended at a 1.42. Yeah. Like he, he did very well in this game. For uh the danger attempts though, uh four high danger shots, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I like high danger is is definitely hard to come by for sure. Yeah. Um so seeing four there is fine. Two medium danger and then 40 are all low danger like we might be we, we might have gotten more shots in that game but they weren't great chances is the thing right like and yeah. that's been throughout this entire season so far mm-hmm. like as much as we've talked about like oh yeah like you know the guys are getting their chances and that kind of thing right it's is it's at least that was the conversation at the start right it has dramatically went down just to low danger mm-hmm. like it's not normally gonna happen kind yeah of thing. the the one goal that we did get Though that's um, that's an example, I think, of like a low danger shot attempt paying off because like it was just like a, a weak ass shot that um, Terry like backhanded after he kind of lost control of the puck and then it went off of Huso's pad and then it got banked in or chipped in by um, Zegris and Henrique was right there too. So that if we can play like that and turn those low danger shot attempts into better chances or into goals that's great yeah but that, i just that don't think from that, a, that turned it from a yeah. low danger to a high danger like that's how it's listed here and oh, on top is. of being a rebound goal against yeah well the goal would be but terry's initial shot would be its own shot and that would be a low danger right would it not presumably yeah 
So I think if they're if they're separating it into low and then a, yeah and after that a high danger attempt. But like I just think our system isn't like the system that Dallas Eakins is trying to run isn't built to capitalize off of those low danger like shot attempts turned rebound turn high danger shot attempt. Like it's it seems like it's just volume volume, 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 and hopefully someone will be in the right position. It's not, mm-hmm. okay, let's throw the puck towards the net, and then ideally a nice juicy rebound comes out somewhere into that home plate area, and if it's on the right side, we got Henrique sneaking in. If it's on the left side, we got Terry. If it's down the middle, like uh, Jamie Drysdale's maybe coming down the slot to see if he can pick up that rebound. Like it, it, We're not playing that way. It's just throw it at the net, and oh, now it's going the other way. And yeah, I was like gonna wasted say, I was opportunities, gonna, right? So. I was gonna say the issue with like just going with the like the volume and hoping for something is that like we're not even getting volume. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had over 30 shots in a game this season. Second, right? second, but in, not by much. Second? But yeah, the, in the last two, Bruins 31, I th- I think I just saw, and then this one was. 30, but before whatever, that, though, like you're you're shooting like low 20s if you're lucky. It seems like for this yeah. team, right? So like you mm-hmm. can't be relying on volume either no no but, but i think my my the point i i guess i'm trying to make here is like if dallas eakins is like okay we're not getting enough shots let's just get more shots to the net and then the team's like okay like you just want more volume and he's like yeah more volume that's what we need just it doesn't matter everything every shot on net has a chance of going in like that seems like the mentality he's preaching and i don't I, i'm not agreeing with it because i don't think that's the way it needs to go it needs mm-hmm. to be um Let's throw more things on net, but then let's have a plan for afterwards because otherwise you're just like basically passing the goalie the puck and then he's going to make a play on it to his teammate. Right? Yeah, which it, it does definitely make sense as well. Like taking a look, shot attempts blocked by the Red Wings was 18. That's 18, okay. that's 18 chances that we took that they stopped right so yeah like your like your idea of just hey like swapping it just to volume that's great mm-hmm. but i'm also looking at the shot attempts and that just shows me that like yes there's volume there but it doesn't look like they're coming from good spots if guys are getting in front of them easy enough right like mm-hmm. uh like we were talking off air uh before like moritz cider had five blocks alone in yeah. this game right which again moritz cider fantastic defenseman right and uh like was a like it, it was earned that Calder Trophy last year, mm-hmm. um, and Olimata had three there, right? Like, um, like you had a lot of guys with multiple blocks actually in this game. Um, I think it's four or five for the Red Wings. But uh, like, if it's it's not to discredit those defensemen, but those numbers should be lower if we're taking better chances. Mm-hmm. I guess, right? So, like, yeah. it's volume for the sake of volume and hoping something works. Yeah. It's it's not working, though. Something needs to change. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. We're, I mean, we're, ba- we're almost in agreement. We're basically in agreement. Like, yeah. Like, just we, we volume have, isn't like, We good, have this same idea, but. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're You're just kind of saying, like, instead of volume, why don't we go for quality? Whereas I'm like, I like the volume, but we need a, a follow-up plan because... Because obviously volume isn't working, so it's volume plus, and you're just like, how about quality? Is that is that what you're kind of saying? Or it's okay. My plan B would just be to go to quality, and at this point, yeah, plan A is not working. You got to okay. go to plan B. So, like, I want to see some quality chances. I don't want to see forty low danger 
chances, right? Like I want to see yeah. the at least the medium danger go up because those are ones that are more likely to squeak by kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, which is fair. Like yeah. I think, I think so too. But yeah, like just and, a, and I'm, I'm kind of just different styles, I guess. Yeah, so. and I'm kind of reflecting on myself a little bit here, like as I'm talking mm-hmm. of like this is a team that has a chance as well. A, a decent chance, at least to start mm-hmm. at the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Right? And yeah, it's, it's, except it's, Vancouver's it's, just it's, getting in our way, really. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like an internal struggle at the same time for myself, at least, watching this team because I want them to do good, right? I don't mm-hmm. like doing all these episodes and like, like harping on what needs to improve and that kind of thing. We've mm-hmm. done this for, at this point, almost three and a half years, and I say half because there was the start of the season last year where things were going awesome, right? Yeah. But like, like, I'm kind of sick of doing this, and I'm sure that like players on the Ducks that have been around are sick of doing this also, and right? The there fans, needs to be yeah. improvement here, and the fans are absolutely sick of it as well, right? Yeah. Like, like we're we're making memes about our own team at this point of how yeah. shitty it is, right? Yeah. Something has to give here, and it has to be soon if you're wanting to like salvage anything just out of the franchise as a whole, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I, like I I get that. Um, but you know, like there, there are definitely teams that go for long rebuilds and that kind of thing. Right. And we're technically from Bob Murray's comments, like early on kind of thing, right? Like before he mm. left, but yeah, realistically, this is like year this is like two year or three. Two. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time though, it's only year two or three and there doesn't feel like there's been a whole lot of progress made. Maybe to the roster, yes. Mm-hmm. To everything else, though, that the roster is supposed to apply and whatnot, mm-hmm. no- nothing else seems to have improved. So it's keep Dallas Eakins around if he gets us Connor Bedard. But the thing or, is, or is, another is, good player too. Is, is that it, yeah? But like you can only give us that chance for a lottery pick, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we could get easily screw it out of it right like but take take a look back to the mcdavid sweepstakes mm-hmm. if i remember correctly buffalo technically had the best chance at connor mcdavid yeah people were buying buffalo sabers jerseys with mcdavid 97 on the back mm-hmm. and it didn't go their way yes yeah, so, but like, because you, that was a deep draft which 2023 is supposed to be they still got a good player in eichel so ducks finished bottom five in the league yeah yeah you maybe don't have you're not or well, let's even say that they get, uh, they, they finish worst. They get the best odds to get Bedard. Mm-hmm. Then they could, like you said, still not end up with that. We might pick fourth because it happens. You can technically drop down yep. to that fourth spot. And if, uh, if that happens, yeah, it sucks because it's not Connor Bedard. But we're still going to get a good player because there's Connor Bedard, who is elite level player. There's, um, I forget his first name, but Michkov, that Russian guy who we saw in the World Juniors last year, who was also going to be another elite player. So then picks three and four are just like one and two in a normal draft. So we're still getting like a solid player, like a Mason McTavish level player, I think. Ideally. Ideally. Yeah, like I'm... Again, it's... It's an internal struggle, but... Yeah, I'm sick of going for personally, at least, and I'm sure a lot of fans and uh, I guess it doesn't matter as much for the players, maybe. So, but at least for myself, and I'm sure a lot of fans, 
I'm sick of drafting in the top 10, right? Yeah. Like we, like we started this show, we drafted Trevor Zegers number nine, uh, 2020, we drafted Jamie Drysdale number six, uh, 2021, we drafted McTavish third overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year was uh Mintikov at number 10, right? Like four years at least of being in the top 10 there. Yeah. I, I'm kind of sick of it. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance it in my head. The reason yeah. I brought up Buffalo though, is because that's like worst case scenario where you are stuck in that position because nothing changes. The roster may change. It looks like it, it's, it's mm-hmm. improved and whatnot. You get flashes here and there of what it could be, but just nothing actually changes. And I don't want that for this team because this is a team that the players on it, especially like those, like some of those top guys that we just talked about there, right? Like Zegers, Drysdale, McTavish, Terry, uh, hell, even Gibson, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's still young compared to like yeah. the average age of goalie breaks into the league, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is the age that normally we've seen guys break in, right? Goalies, yeah. For yeah, for goalies, like this is a team that has potential, and it would be a shame if it gets wasted, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you know uh, a Trevor Zegers gets traded elsewhere. No, and and, and I don't no, even want to hear it. Don't you're, no, no years no. years down the line, years <laughs> down the line, like a Jack Eichel, and he's happy to get the hell out because he gets sent to a team that actually wants to do something. I hope that's not the case here. I don't think it's going to be with Pat Verbeek, but I think until we see some changes in how this team plays, coaching staff and whatever else surrounding it, even what the Samuelis want to put into this team, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to this. So, yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm trying not to be down, but I'm just like, is it, it's, a, it's an internal struggle of like, yeah, if we're bad, we got a chance at Bedard, but then it's that realization of you have a chance at Bedard. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. So, so well, yeah. sorry, sorry, I, for, the, I, I sorry for the rant. I guess I haven't had a good rant in a while, but I'm just like... <laughs> God, this fucking team sometimes. I'm, I'm honestly impressed because, like, I feel like it's been <laughs> boiling over for the last at least week because, like, <laughs> we won the first one. So, yeah, that's great. We get to celebrate. You lose a couple games. It's like, okay, yeah, we were kind of expecting yeah. that. But, like, for the last, well, last Wednesday, this Sunday, then I was like, man, I'm, I'm surprised Nate just hasn't, like, gone <laughs> off on this team. But you're like, no, I'm going to be good. And now it's happened. So I, I said I wouldn't. Sh- I said I wouldn't shit on the defensive systems anymore because that was like an entire season mm-hmm. last year, basically. And I, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record. So I'm going to yeah, try to fair. find more things and whatnot. But like <laughs> more things to be upset about, which isn't hard to do. With <laughs> more this things team. to be upset about, or more things just to like to pump up, right? To kind of yeah. keep that better mentality of there's the potential here, right? But yeah. it's when that potential is getting squandered. Mm-hmm. is what pisses me off, I guess. Yeah, so. we we went so off from talking about this game specifically, <laughs> which is hilarious, I think. Um, I apologize for that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I, I don't remember if we even said this, but the uh, the power, or the penalty kill, sorry, um, currently 31st in the league, 65.4%. <laughs> not good. Something needs to improve. There's still puck watching. That's that's what I observed in this game. It's Yeah. It's not good, so... It's, I'll just say yes because I, li- I literally just said I'm not going to shit on the defense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's okay because everything else is. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's not like good things, but well, 
this one can, it's not really good or bad, I guess. So I talked, I think, a couple episodes ago about how Shattenkirk plays two on ones and just tries to yeah. like knock him down with a stick and how that is the least effective way to do it. And um, he repaid you by asking Dallas Eakins to go into the shootout and shitting the bed there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been watching um, just other players to see like if it's a system thing or if it's a Shattenkirk thing. And I've determined it's a, it's a Shattenkirk thing. So uh, please, Kevin, if you're listening, just figure that one out for me. Um, because twice during this red game, I thought to myself, uh, or there was two on ones, uh, one with Drysdale, one with Klingberg. And I thought, wow, that's like a way better way to do a two on one. Drysdale tried to take the body on a guy and yeah. Klingberg, um, he like went down on a, on a knee to block the pass, but like, you know, close, like in the middle of the yeah. lane, like he, it wasn't stick. He was, he got his body in front of it. Great. Yep. Those are the two things that I said that you should do on a two on one, <laughs> not just stand there and like test your hand eye coordination. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's great. I was like ecstatic. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, look at, look at how good this two on one breakup is. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to put it in the episode and be like, look at this. Look at how right I was. They did this in this, like, in the same game. And then literally seconds later, I was soul crushed because both of those plays ended in goals. Drysdale took the body on, uh, I think it was Valeno with Detroit and like, Generally pretty good. Like, he wouldn't get a shot off, but because Valeno was still so hard on his stick, it just, like, tipped off of his stick and went in anyways. Yeah. And I was just, like, I was, like, stunned. I was, like, how? How does that happen? Like, Drysdale was literally hanging off of him like a like a monkey. But Valeno's just such a fucking gorilla that it didn't even matter. Okay, but... So, for Valeno, though... Yeah. Was it harder to get that pass off? Uh, to receive the pass, you mean, and get the or shot. to receive the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Was yeah. it harder for him though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, it's yeah. Still That's keep all doing I it. Obviously. Care about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be able to take that clip and be like, "Look at this!" And and then yeah. passes broken up. Terry picks it up. Breakout pass to Zegras goes the other way for a great scoring up. I like. I wanted to be like, "Look at how well this worked," but I can't really. And then with Klingberg's, he blocked the pass. And then it, like, so it hit his leg and then, like, went towards, or, like, kind of off to the side. And then Gibson just kind of went to kick it into the corner. It goes back off Klingberg. Or, I don't know, whatever. Klingberg blocks <laughs> it, the pass. It was a weird goal. Yeah. yeah, and it goes, like, all fucky. And then the Detroit guy <laughs> just picks it up again, throws it in front. And then both Klingberg and Gibson are, like, out of the play now. And they're like, where yeah. the fuck did the puck go? And then it's in the net. And I was like, yeah. that would have been so perfect if, like, you just blocked the pass but no, you had to block the pass into the other team's stick. Yeah, like, that one I like, just chalk it was just up weird, to a, right? That one I just chalk up to a mishap or that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's still like the right way to play. But I just can't use it as like an example. I can't clip it and tag Kevin Shattenkirk in it on Twitter <laughs> and be like, "Watch this, watch and learn." Yeah, you know? I I would gladly love to sit Shattenkirk for a little bit. And uh, try oh. her up there, but then I remembered. Oh yeah, right. We shipped his ass off to Florida. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, you could try putting you could try putting Brett Leeson uh, on, on defense. There. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's essentially who we got in return from the Capitals. I'm going to have great hairs by the end of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Um, okay. Ending on a positive note. Yes. 41 shots against isn't great. Yes, five goals against isn't great. Um, but 36 saves for John Gibson. I thought he was just like calm and l- l- like we talked about against the Bruins, like he just yeah. looked like the Gibson we know. Um, 
and like you can't really put many of the goals on him. No, this is a game where he just didn't have the help in front of him. Uh, negative mm. one uh, goal save above expected. So yeah, like there's there's not much that I'm really looking at that one and going like, okay, that's on Gibson kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, even like yeah, the and, weird Klingberg one, like Klingberg tried to help and then it just like went all fucky. So like, again, yeah, like he still like kind of had the help, but just... Yeah, like when two of five goals are listed as rebound goals, right, which are like you're having to move suddenly, right? Yeah. It's it's not like it being able to get set up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming because of the they, them beat the rebound goals, that's the ones that are the high danger chances here against so the yeah. high danger goals um, with three medium danger, like... Yeah, you know, if there was like a low danger goal in there or something like that with the with the negative kind of thing, I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe Gibson should have had this one or whatnot. But like looking at the stats, looking at how he played, I'm not putting it on mm-hmm. him. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a great outing, but it's not his fault at the same time. Yeah. It just if, if that makes sense. It does. No, absolutely. I think it does. It just sucks because like he can put together a solid game and like if if you just like didn't keep score, right? Like Gibson would probably walk away being like, I feel like I played a pretty solid game. Like that was that's pretty good. Like I, I made some good saves. I made some big saves. Like I was my rebound control was fairly good, right? And like so you you feel good about that. And this is the way that Gibson should play. And when he plays this way, he's at his best and the team is generally at his best. But it sucks because he played that way and then the result was still five a five one loss. So you look at that and you're like, what the fuck? Like no matter what I do, we're just we're our team is ass. I'm thinking like, of scenarios in my head here, but like, is that how Dallas Eakins goes into the locker room after games? Guys, don't worry about the score. That was a great game. Like, there, there's no score in that. Mm. This is the fucking NHL. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he seems like a more no. victory type of coach, right? Like, where it's like, uh, okay, yeah, guys, we lost, but like, we got a power play goal tonight. And like, we, we didn't get a power play goal last game. So, like, candy for everybody, you know? That's where you need the coach from Letterkenny to go in and just boot a garbage can into his face and be like, no. No, 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 no. Oh, shit. No, no, John Tortorella is already taken by Philadelphia. So oh, right, right, right. Sorry. No. So, good try, though. Good try. You can hire me then. I'll gladly do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, there's, a, there's a reason I don't skip leg day. And it's purely to kick a garbage, garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on from this now, but I like how the... Please, before the, I lose my sanity. Literally, the, the last words you said before we started recording, you're like, yeah, we don't have to talk much about the Red Wings game. Like, four points, <laughs> 30, 30 seconds each, I would say, we could aim for. No, how about 30 minutes for the whole topic? <laughs> to be fair, if you take out my rants just about this team not improving around the roster itself, yeah, it, we, we, it's, probably it's probably did, we probably did okay. So. It's probably a 10-minute conversation on yeah. the game. So, yeah. it's, my, it's my rant. It's my rant. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And, and, uh, and again, remember, this part is being recorded before Tampa. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm betting you this is almost going to sound potentially relaxed compared to the Tampa game. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, let's get into uh, some other oh. things. Um, do you want to... Do you want to jump around? What do we want? What do we want to do? We got five sections coming up here. You pick. This, uh, this is Nate's pick. <laughs> My pick. Uh, let's let, let's go with the big. Let's go with the big D energy move. Okay, that's always that's okay. always a good time. We got a yeah. couple there. Wait. You know what? Well, I know what's quacking is something we normally do on Wednesdays. We can maybe cut that out here just for time's sake. Oh yeah, we could do that because there are things that are more important, I guess, to talk about here quick. So yeah, yeah for sure. And, um, and we'll we'll try to keep them brief. 
Yeah. So for the big, the big D energy move this week, you're getting a twofer. And I mean, I think, a twofer. I think we've forgot to do it last week. So really, it's kind of just more of a makeup, I guess. <laughs> so, but if, if you didn't listen last week, you're a new listener. You, you get to start off with a two for one big D energy move here. So if you're, if you're a new listener and this is your first episode, <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> so the first one, uh, not in order of any importance, by the way, but uh, Rasmus Dahlin opens the season with five goals in his first five games, which sets a new NHL record for the most goals by a defenseman to open the season, which is one of those weird, obscure ones. But like, yeah, or it's like longest like goal streak by a defenseman to start the season. So, yeah, something. So, yeah, something like that. Lines. Yeah. Um, so I think the record was three. And then he tied it and then broke it for four. And then he was like, ah, let's let's do a fifth one in there too. Yeah. Which is pretty Buff- sick. Buffalo in general, though, like Dali's, I feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg here. Buffalo oh, in absolutely. general has just gotten off to a hot start. And yeah. it's been kind of fun to watch. Not when they beat my Flames or I guess for you, your Oilers uh, for the Flames thing. Then I had to go on game over Calgary on SDPN. <laughs> uh, that's the only loss that the Flames have this season. But um, yeah, Buffalo has just been good, right? Yeah, like, like all of at, their- at least for the Alberta teams there, those are teams that are supposed to be shoe-ins for the Pacific Division here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Like for for yeah. the playoffs. Like, like that's, that's good. Like they did a sweep of Western Canada. Right, because they mm. they also beat Vancouver as well. But at this point, who hasn't beat Vancouver? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that comment might get me fired by Dylan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, did, who who are they playing? Were there other two games against as well? Wasn't it? Uh, I don't was remember. Win- was Winnipeg one of those that included for like, the Western? Mm, anyway, I don't know. That, but, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Buffalo's been playing awesome. Uh, Eric Comrie looks really good and is giving Craig Anderson a run for his money, but Craig Anderson still looks good also. Mm-hmm. Like this team is just working right now. Uh when I was talking with Audi on uh, Game Over Calgary there after that game, like we we kind of compared the Buffalo Sabres this year, what we've seen so far. Kind of to the Ottawa Senators a couple seasons ago in the bubble season, right? Where like oh, yeah. they may not outskill you, but they are going to outwork you. And that's how mm. they're gonna get their wins, right? Like this yeah. team is looking really good. And like, yeah, Dolan is a big uh part of that, but like he's also just the tip of the iceberg, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, he's just been on another level. He leads defensemen in points. So to start the season, like if, if he can keep this up, which I think he very much can because he's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a shot at the Norris this year. Yeah. That's like he could be a he could be a sneaky pick. If you put money down on him with uh with DraftKings to start the season for Norris, like you probably got a sick return coming your way. So probably. Um, yeah. That, that's my bet anyways. So for uh for Rasmus Dahlin, opening the season by setting a new NHL record with a five game goal streak. That's a... Uh, that is part one of this week's a big energy move. Good, good stuff. We uh, I laugh at that clip still every time. That's so good. Set part two. We've got uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel setting an Ironman record for the second time in as many seasons. Not him, but in general. Um, with 990 straight set, yeah. games played. Um, and, and on top of that, scored his 400th NHL goal. In that his game. 
second 400th NHL goal because the first time he scored his 400th NHL goal, it, it got called for offside. <laughs> oh yeah, and that was the game before, right? <laughs> the game before, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> that's when he tied the record. So the, the, I bet the conspiracy theory, the league called that off because they wanted him to do it in uh, in this game. Why against San Jose though? Uh, I don't know because like it's well no because it's like the nine ninety like, oh it's the, gotcha. the record breaking like, you, you, yeah. you double you double down on the, yeah okay you said double one record. milestone yeah. and another milestone okay I could, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Now, now now he gets two hot dogs after <laughs> instead of one from from Gary there <laughs> did you see his uh, his pregame interview as well just like talking about uh, like his career and whatnot he's so funny he's, <laughs> he's just like yeah I just I still like to play. I still can play, so I'm gonna keep playing. Basically, I'm just like I love this man. Yeah, right. It's that's so good. Like, there's a tweet yeah. that I saw. It's like had some like maybe not glamorous pictures of him. We'll call it that way. <laughs> and it was just like just imagine in 20 years, your kid asks you like, "Hey, who has the streak for the like the most games played in a row in the NHL?" And you have to show him pictures of this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, apparently, too, because they were talking on. Um... Like I, I, when I was watching uh, Sportsnet Central afterwards, they were talking, and like there was uh, an interview that came out um, with with some guys around the league about Phil. I don't remember how long ago it was, but Blake Wheeler had said that, um, yeah, like he doesn't drink water. Like Phil Kessel doesn't drink water, and apparently that's real. Like he like hardly drinks water. He just like crushes Coca Cola or like whatever else. <laughs> so like this dude's crushing hot dogs. He's not drinking water, and yet he's played 990 straight NHL games. Like, he's busting his ass still in the gym and almost has a thousand games under his belt in a row, not just in his yeah. career, in a row. Yeah, right? So, it's just it's just so impressive, man. And, like, not to take anything away from Keith Yandel because he was obviously a really, really good player still. But, like, closer to the end of the streak, he was... It was for the sake of the streak. It was for the sake of the streak that he was getting games a lot of times. Like, yes, he could still play and keep up with it, but there was potentially times where he should have been scratched and there was times he could have been and the team was like, fuck no, that's not happening. Yeah. Like the players, right? So, yeah. but with, with Phil Kessel, that's never been in question. It's it's literally like, oh. yeah, no, we want this guy on our team and he is going to play in a significant role mm-hmm. for all of these games. So like there's been no threat of like healthy scratching him. So yeah. I, I in, do, my, in that way, I, I like it better. Actually, I'm glad that he has it not. Yandel. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah. No healthy scratches, no injuries. I was going to say the only, the only thing that threatened his streak was his kid being born and props to the Arizona coyotes. I don't say a whole lot of nice things about them, but then again, like the ducks, there's not just many things to be able to say that are nice about them. Mm-hmm. Um, sacrificing a roster spot essentially in their lineup that night. Uh, to have him play one shift and then hop him on a charter, like private plane to go yeah. to the birth of his child, like that's that's awesome. That was, so. that, was that was a classy move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, which, which yeah, that you shouldn't have a streak broken for that. Like, no. Nah. So it's you should have a game added for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, that's good. And so in honor of Phil Kessel and his 990 games played, here is 990 big duck. Energy move. A big energy move. A big energy move. Okay, that's good. A big energy move. Oh, I'm kidding. God. We're not doing 990. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can we have one more though for his kid being born on the night of a game and threatening the streak? That is a big energy move. <laughs>
There you go. Not even born yet. <laughs> yeah. So two for one here with the uh, with the BDE move of the week. Okay, let's uh, go to. Yeah, I guess let's keep it um, away from the Ducks. We'll come back at the end. So Gulls update. Let's uh, see how they're doing. Not. Uh, I mean, but par for the course. Same as the Anaheim Ducks. So like a father, like affiliate, I suppose. Yeah. Father-like, yeah, father-like <laughs> son, I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like doc, <laughs> like parent-like child. Yeah, <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. There you go. We finally got to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's isn't there like a birds of a feather one? Like birds of a feather come from the same pair or some shit. I don't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Something like that. Someone yeah. will correct us. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> San Diego Gulls back-to-back losses against the Ontario Reign. They lost their home opener 2-1, to one, and then in Ontario the next night lost 5-1 to one to put their record at 1-3 to start the season. So, you know what? Very similar to the Ducks, actually, because they won the yeah. first game of the season and then just been, uh, been losing ever since. Lost after that. Yeah, so they're currently sitting 8th uh, in the Pacific Division out of 10 teams. Uh, your scoring leaders for the Ducks, Nicholas Brilliard, has six points this season and two goals, which is tied with three, four, four other guys. Uh, or Yeah, four tied, I guess. Um, yeah. Glenn Godden is sitting at five points, and then Brendan Tracy and uh, Oli Ulevi have four. And then I guess it's a tie for fifth place there, Rocco Grimaldi and Daniel Regan with three points each. Uh, looking over at the goaltending stats there. Uh, Lucas Doslow has played in three games at this point, uh, eight goals against for a 3.66 goals against average, uh, an 882 save percentage as well, the, a record of 1 1 and 0 oh, by the looks of it. Uh, Ole Erickson Eck, uh, two games played, eight goals against for a 4.58 goals against average. Uh, 0 2 and 0 record and a 864 save percentage. So, kind of, yeah. But uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Goalies are struggling in front with, yeah. or with what's being provided in front, mm-hmm. I think. So, but yeah. yeah. I mean, still early, so we'll see what happens. But um, I guess we'll have three games to talk about next week in regards to the goals as. Uh, tonight, they will be facing the Colorado Eagles, sixth in the Pacific Division, 2-2 two and two record there. Uh, and that game will be in San Diego. And then two road games on the weekend, heading all the way up to Canada to play the Abbotsford Canucks, who are seventh in the league, or sorry, in the division, 2-2 uh, two and two record there. And those games are Friday and Saturday up in Abbotsford. So, yeah, uh, opportunity for the Eagles to maybe make up for their losses, potential to be... Four and three. That'd be nice. Yeah. Important divisional games, though. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's how that's going. I think that's, yeah, that's about it for Gull's update, I suppose. And that leaves us just with uh, upcoming games to talk about for the Anaheim Ducks. Cool. So, if you would like to see Phil Kessel extend the streak in person, mm -hmm. go to Las Vegas on Friday. Yeah, that should be the 992 game because I think they're playing tonight, um, are they not? Wednesday night. I thought Vegas. I think so. Let or me no. double check or no. that. No, nope, they're not playing tonight. Oh, no, they played Monday, Tuesday. So then. I'm oh, yeah. So they have a little. Yeah, they have a break. Okay. So, so Friday. Game, yeah. game 991 then. 
Yep. Is what, what, what you can see there in Vegas. If that is, you live in Nevada because it is Nevada Day and the game is at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So only if you either don't work or live in the state of Nevada can you actually watch this game. Or if you work from home, I suppose, then you can. You can also be like me this summer with the uh, World Juniors and just throw it on while you're at work, either on the radio yeah. or just like little corner of your screen with the stream mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I am working and there is hockey on, so... You got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is fair, which is fair. So, uh, yeah, so Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific time in Vegas is when you can catch that one. I suppose we should talk a little more about Vegas than that, but they have been uh, pretty good. They've, they've been doing okay. They've been doing okay. Uh, eight games played, a 6-2-0 and record for 12 points and a plus 10 goal differential. A lot of people are eating their words. I know it's still early in the season, but saying, oh, your, t- your only two goalies are out and you're going to rely on rookie Logan Thompson, like say goodbye to your season. Oh, mm-hmm. you got rid of Max Pacioretty for a, a nothing at this point, right? Like yeah. say goodbye to your season. Like <laughs> you, you're just trading the next best thing. People don't want to play in Vegas. Morale is so low. Yeah, no, they are. We are very wrong because Vegas is hot and Logan yeah. Thompson is hotter. Is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just pulling up uh, Thompson's stats here in particular. Uh, five games played this season, a 3 2 0 record with a 931 save percentage. Um, and I am going to pull up his uh, advanced stat here as well, mm-hmm. just for uh, goal save above. Uh, what are we looking at for Logan Thompson? Odd uh, nice 3.4 above expected. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's all right. That so, is yeah. okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it for, hints that like he could regress back to like the average, right? But also, mm-hmm. it, it's he might just be a lot better than people expect him to be. So yeah, and even Aiden Hills played three games this year as a nine thirty five mm-hmm. save percentage and hasn't lost yet. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like it's. Like that that was the reason I had them in I think I had them in fourth in the division, which like could still be a playoff spot. But yeah. it was the only like the reason I kind of put them in that middle there was I was like, this could still work out for them because the rest of the team does look fine. But yeah. it was just the skepticism on yes, it is a young goalie. We've seen guys come in uh who play really well to start and then quickly drop off. We've mm-hmm. seen from Aiden Hill as well that he's not a starting guy. Really? Yeah. Um, but uh this is kind of working out so far. Um yeah, I'm not sure when Brassois is supposed to come back offhand. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, and, it's not letters like gone for the soon, season, but yeah. 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 We we already knew that letters gone for the season, so um <laughs> I kinda I kinda wonder at the same time with uh what we know of Vegas and what they like to do. This works well for Thompson. Throwing it out there, uh, what happens to Robin Leonard? Don't know, man. I, I really don't know. So get goes to an organization that treats him right, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I for that guy, I would really hope so. Honestly, yeah. he's been shoveled around because of his mental health and whatnot. And it's not mm. fair, I don't think, to him. Yeah, uh, I 
I, I would say bring him to Anaheim to be a, like a 1A or a 1B with John Gibson, but I don't think being in Anaheim under Dallas Eakins is great for anybody's mental health. So maybe, Not watching yeah. Dallas Eakins <laughs> hockey is not great for mine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe if we replace a coach, then, then maybe yeah. Leonard uh, would be a good fit here. But That's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, like you take a look at Vegas's lineup, right? And like, they still have a deadly top six. Phil Kessel on the third line. Their defense is the same as last year, and that was really good. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it really just comes down to the injury question marks, I guess, with um, well, their two goalies. Um, and then also Mark Stone, uh, Jack Eichel, obviously a couple top six guys there. Like, you lose either or both of those guys, and maybe your team starts to fall apart a little bit. But yeah, what when healthy? No, no problems with that roster. So, however, I will say that their back end is really hurting without Shea Weber right now. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> having having one of the best defensemen in the league out on injured reserve. I don't know how you could ever uh, deal with that, especially when he was such an important part of the Vegas Golden Knights. Just history. integral. <laughs> okay, I got jokes. Yeah. They're not great, but I got jokes. All right, score predictions. Let's uh. Hey, we got a uh, fancy schmancy spreadsheet that I spent way too much time on. And, uh, and it hurts my brain. <laughs> the spreadsheet? Yeah. Why? It's simple to read, but I just see the, the amount of losses. <laughs> oh, it's just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same amount of hurt whenever I look at the standings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, uh, here, let's toss this bad boy in here. How do we make it bigger? Can I command, uh, command plus this one? What? No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> There should just be oh, a it's up here. Button. It's up here. There it is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's a problem because at work I use Excel all the time, but at home I'm a Google Sheets boy, and so it, yeah. everything's just in a different spot. So there we go. Now you can. Well, it, no, all, it all works the same, but yeah, a couple of things are moved around. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. At Vegas, uh, and again, we're doing this before Tampa. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> um, you know what? My Tampa prediction. Looks pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm going to go more with the Detroit score, though. I'm going to go 5-1 for Vegas. 5-1 for Vegas. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll be nicer to the Ducks because I've been hard on them. I'll go 4-1. 4-1. I'll okay. make it nicer. But Sounds especially good. with Thompson or apparently how Hill's playing right now, um, I, don't, I don't see us getting more than one unless we're lucky. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Oh, God. I, I meant to look up, too, um, Vegas' schedule, and I can't do it on my phone because I've uh, got the Oilers game going on that. So <laughs> <laughs> just so I can keep an eye on it. Um, uh, Vegas' schedule, you said? Yeah, okay. So uh, they don't have a back-to-backs. They got a couple days off. Yeah, they played yesterday, uh, Tuesday, and they don't play until us now on Friday. So, yeah, okay. they got a few days to rest. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the two-day off curse. Let's go... Uh, Let's go three two, Anaheim. You know what I? Oh. I've, you know what I've just decided to do. I'm going to predict an Anaheim Ducks win from now on until the Anaheim Ducks get a win. Just so I can be like, <laughs> look it, look. I never gave up on this team. I was predicting wins all along. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to be that guy, ignoring my Tampa Bay prediction. But that's okay. Fair enough. Um, I guess while we have it up right now, can I just give the Toronto prediction? Yeah, if you got it, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Toronto does like to seemingly play down, right? Yeah. Arizona beat them. I'll just say we have a chance. 
because Arizona has history as well. That well, I think yeah. it was they've picked up at least a point every time they've been in Toronto since mm-hmm. 2002. I think yeah. is what the stat was. I was like, geez. Um, so I'll just is say this your prediction have, here. I mean, that's kind of close, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be closer. Okay. I'm still gonna say though, Toronto edges. I'll go four three. Four three. Okay. I, I guess yeah. for those listening, I typed in six nothing Anaheim because I thought that's what <laughs> it was building to. Uh, but you're saying Toronto. Yeah. I'm saying Toronto. Still. It's okay. it's not that I want to be the pessimist here, but I'm like, man, you're yeah. running a gauntlet of Vegas and Toronto there. Like, yikes. Yeah. And knowing how Toronto especially can move the puck, no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh... Oh, wait a second. Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at the Vegas roster, or the Vegas schedule still. I was like, yeah, no, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, I guess Toronto schedule let's see um they will be in la beforehand Ooh, i wish we had the context of what happens Ooh. with tampa to see if uh could maybe see a pattern going on because tampa was in la last night and lost so uh but that's okay so sunday against the leafs i am going to say because i'm going with anaheim predictions if anaheim was to beat Toronto. It has to be an embarrassing fashion. So I'm going four <laughs> Like if it, if Toronto's gonna lose to a bottom feeder like Anaheim, saying that because that's where we are in the standings right now, it it has to be embarrassing. That's the Toronto way. So Anthony Stellar is with a the shutout. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some yeah, yeah, I guess it would make sense to play Stellars. It, like Anaheim doesn't have a back to back, but you know, battle of the backups. Yeah. Oh, I guess too, because they would play Samsonov against LA. And then who's their backup now with Murray out? Uh, I, I guess we, we can get more into that because we kind of didn't really talk much about Toronto. Well, we checked that though. The Leafs will be, um, or sorry, we will be, no, yes, the Leafs will be in Anaheim, 5 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Uh, Eric Colgren. Oh, yeah. Shalgren. Or, or Shalgren, yeah. yeah. Shalgren. It's, uh, a, it's for... like Shillington for some reason. The yeah. K makes the sh sound. For uh, for Toronto there, yeah, six three, two hundred pound, twenty uh, six year old goalie, yeah, young guy, call up from the Marlies there. Okay. Uh, this I mean, season's... he's supposed to be really good. So yeah, this season's played one game uh, and eight thirty three save percentage. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, that was the game against Arizona. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I. Uh... However, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, I do want to I do want to highlight Samsonov for a second. There, guys played five games, has a four one and zero record, and a nine thirty two save percentage. And I'm going to double check his goal save above just to compare for a quick moment. But like mm-hmm. Samsonov, so far proving some doubters wrong. I think I, I've always liked Samsonov. We'll see what happens when he is forced to be the starter because Murray is out. But mm-hmm. I. I, I think Samsonov's a solid. He, he could be a serviceable one A, and he's definitely a solid one B. But yeah, uh, pff, Jesus Christ, a six goal save above expected. Oh. Damn. What? All right. Apparently, Samsonov for Vesna. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people in uh, Leafs Nation would be too upset about that. No. So you you might get some uh, interesting fan mail from. Uh, any any Leafs fans that might be listening? <laughs> I kind of want to. I'm not going to do it on air 
right now, but just because I'm curious, I want to see what the future might be on on Samsung on winning the best. <laughs> That'd be interesting for sure. So, uh, yeah, those are the couple games that we've got to talk about um, for the next few days here for Anaheim. That uh, pretty much takes us to the end of the episode. If if you still want to save what's quacking for another time, there, Nate. Yeah, I think so. We are running kind of long, even the, just That's for fair. the pre-recorded part here. So yeah, sounds good. Okay, well, that will do it for this week's episode. If you want to tell Nate that he has no faith in this team whatsoever, and you hated that he just like ripped on your favorite team ever for the last 20 minutes or for the first 20 minutes and then proceeded to say how we were going to get absolutely shat on by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where can, uh, where can people do that to you, Nate? I'm, I'm going to change it on you here. If you would like to cry with me about <laughs> the atrocity of the Anaheim Ducks so far this season, you can tweet at me at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. There you go. And if you want to just like pump the tires of this team and uh, just have a good old shot of hopium with me, you can do that at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to this episode of The Quack Report. We will be back on Monday, nailed it this time, after we record on Sunday to talk more Ducks hockey with you. In the meantime, have a good one and go Ducks go! Ducks go!